Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Pan of the Binding Warrior Podcast, and today's your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. Uh, so if it's your first time joining us, this is a podcast that I like to record for my students in the Binding Warrior Martial Arts Academy. We are a martial arts group located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area here in North Texas. Uh, we have chapters in Frisco, Texas, Dallas, Texas, and Arlington, Texas, and soon to be McKinney, Texas. Um, and we specialize primarily in the Filipino martial arts. Uh, we teach Atienza Kali, which is the edge weapon system of the Atienza family. Uh, we teach uh, the uh, Arnis program of my family, the Pan Arnis and Bayani Arnis program of my family. And I also teach uh, a Carlos Machado Jiu-Jitsu program through the Carlos Machado Jiu-Jitsu Association. Um, And martial arts is my lifelong passion. It's what I love to do. But what I love even more than teaching martial arts is making sure that my students, especially the majority of the students I have are men, that the men I train are better husbands and better fathers, better business owners, better community leaders, you know, better sons, better friends as a result of martial arts training because it's not good enough for me to just develop great fighters. I want to great develop great fighters and great combatants, but I also want to great create and teach and instruct and mentor great human beings. And that's what this podcast is all about. So in this podcast, I want to talk about the whole stop Asian hate debacle, the whole fiasco that we're seeing with it right now. Um, and how the weakness of Asian American men is lending to this. Right, and it sounds pretty harsh. And I know, like, a lot of people listen to this. Whoa, where's he coming from with this? Where I'm coming from with this is this: um, if you guys track anything that's going on social media a year or two ago, especially in as the, the result of the pandemic, there was a ton of talk about, and there's a lot of instances in major cities throughout the country in the U.S., specifically New York City, San Francisco, California, Oakland, California, Los Angeles, California. The list goes on. In these major cities, where violence against Asian elderly people and Asian Americans in general were increasing, right? And by the way, this was true. A lot of people wanted to discredit it. A lot of people, even in the Asian, I met people in the Asian community that didn't believe it was happening because it wasn't happening in their town. So they thought it was a lie. They thought it wasn't real. And I will be fair in saying that in most cities in America, this was not the case. Like here in Texas, very, very few cases of this that I know, not to say that there aren't, I mean, racism exists everywhere, but even here in the state of Texas, we didn't see that. A lot of people think that the South is, you know, by default racist, but I can tell you right now, I've lived here for almost 10 years. I've seen nothing but support and love for the Asian community here. I haven't seen nothing but success for the Asian community here. Um, And so uh, these, but these violent situations that were occurring in the major cities throughout the United States of America, it started this whole stop Asian hate movement because again, the pandemic with everything going on, especially with it originating in China, a lot of people just want to take their anger and their frustration out on the Asian community. And so you saw, you'll see videos of Asians, especially elderly Asians being attacked in New York City, in Chicago, Los Angeles, Oakland, California, the list goes on. And this movement of stop Asian hate, this hashtag stop Asian hate started going around the internet. And I liked it when it first came out. I was really, really in support of it because I'm all about protecting my community. I'm all about self-defense. And so I even jumped onto this. I was able to, in fact, teach a self-defense class for the Philippine American Chamber of Commerce here uh, last year um, in light of the Stop Asian Hate movement because people were getting attacked in these cities. And I wanted to do my part as a Filipino American, as an Asian American, to do my part to contribute to better protecting my community. Now, a year or so later, <laughs> I've kind of changed my tune on this because I'm looking at the news, I'm looking at social media, and I'm seeing this, and I'm noticing, give me a second, guys, I'm driving. (laughs) Give me a moment. I'm keeping it real here, folks. (laughs) I'm just trying to navigate this traffic. I'm recording this on my commute. Um, I'm noticing that 
there's a lot of this continued violence going on in our community. A lot of it. It hasn't stopped. It hasn't even seemed to improve. I just turned on um, Instagram yesterday and I saw surveillance footage of this 70-something-year-old Filipino man being jumped in New York City. And people, broad daylight, and no one stopped it. Right? It's continuing. And so I'm sitting there watching. I was like, hey, listen, it's been over a year. What is going on? What is happening? And I kind of have an idea why. Because there's a lot of protests. There's still protests going on. There's still protests going on. But it's not stopping the violence. So here's where I am going to draw my line in the sand. This is the hill that I'm willing to die on, okay? The Stop Asian Hate Movement has failed. I'm saying that as an Asian American. I'm saying that as a person who loves my culture and loves my community. The Stop Asian Hate Movement has failed because we haven't seen any improvement in our communities, a very little improvement, rather. And we're continuing to see elderly people walking in the streets in fear. Seeing, continuing to see Asian Americans walking in the streets in fear. And I have an idea as to why. It's a lack of strength. And I'm really talking to the Asian American men in my community uh, because I believe our communities are best protected by Asian men. That's how they're supposed to be. And I'm not talking just by violence. I mean everything. By, by any type of threat, spiritual threat, mental threat, emotional threat. Men should be the ones standing in the gap between a threat and their community, period. Asian American men have failed. They have failed to be any source of strength. They've been failed to be any source of, um, of moral strength, physical strength, because the only thing that stops violence, violence does not care about your protest. Criminals, racist, violent criminals, do not care about your little protest. They don't care about it. I don't care how many people you bring to it. What stops violence is strength. <laughs> Frankly, what stops violence is threat of force, right? And I'm seeing these protests, and some of the people leading these protests are some of the frankly, the physically weakest people I've ever seen in our community. These, you know, 20-year-old college kids who haven't hit the gym, and they're going to tell us how to protect our community? Give me a break. Now, there are some outliers. I will say this. Uh, my buddies over at the Black Six Project, check them out. They did a really cool online virtual self-defense session uh, to pr- better uh, equip their community, the Asian American community, the Filipino American community in New York City. Uh, to become safer. They did an online self-defense course and it's a veteran-run organization by my buddy Joseph Zoletta. Uh, We had an interview with him a few years ago. Check him out. Uh, Really great organization. Fully support them. Buy their coffee too. (laughs) It's really good. Um, But these guys are like the outliers. The vast majority of these protests, the vast majority of the individuals pushing this rhetoric of stopping Asian hate, they aren't images of strength. They don't pose a threat. You can't tell a criminal to stop being a criminal with your words, you have to have some presence. And I'm not talking, you're saying you gotta use violence. I'm saying, have some physical presence, right? And again, I'm speaking to Asian American men here because a lot of my fellow Filipino Americans and Philippine Asian American men, a lot of these guys do not look strong. Be stronger, guys. Show some strength. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying you gotta be violent, but at least show that you can handle yourself. Look up when someone talks to you. You know, and here's the thing, I'm gonna go on record for saying this. If all you're doing is posting stuff in your Instagram, on your Facebook, in your stories, or whatever you got, TikTok, whatever you have, if all you're doing is talking about how bad things are, but you're not willing to train, you're not willing to do the things that it takes to become a more capable, vigilant, powerful, stronger version of yourself to be a better asset to protect your community, don't talk about it. You're part of the problem. If you want to be part of the solution, Asian American men, Filipino American men, this is what you do. You stop hashtagging. You stop posting on Instagram. 
You stop posting on Facebook about how bad things are, how scared you are, how scared your family is for walking down the street because that's all I'm seeing from a lot of y'all. What I want you to do is hit the gym. Lose the belly fat. Get strong. Get your calisthenics on. Hit the weights. Learn how to fight. Go to the boxing gym. Learn Kali, especially Atienza Kali. Learn jujitsu. Learn how to handle a weapon. If you live in a state or a city where you're allowed to carry a firearm, learn how to do it responsibly. Carry it responsibly. Be an asset to your community. Learn first aid. Learn how to apply a tourniquet. Okay? These are ways to stop it. Because again, Asian American men have not posed any kind of threat in, or any kind of, or shown any level of strength in this regard. All they're doing, frankly, is whining in their little protest. Criminals don't care about your protest. You want to stop violence? Be an asset. Because I guarantee you, criminals will think twice if they see a big, strong, masculine Asian man walking in their neighborhoods and these criminals are thinking about jumping that 80-year-old Lola, okay? Guess what? They see you. They should be like, maybe this is not the right time to do this. They should look at you like a, like a threat, frankly. It's okay to be dangerous. And again, I'm not calling for violence. I'm not saying you got to be violent. But I'm saying you should be capable of it if it comes down to it. You as a man, as an Asian American man, should be capable of protecting yourself, of protecting your wife, of protecting your children, of protecting your mother, of protecting your community. Because all I'm seeing is you hashtagging and not doing anything about it. If you're not gonna do anything about it, that's fine. That's your prerogative. You do you. I'm not gonna be that person. I'm gonna continue to train. I'm gonna continue to lift heavy. I'm gonna continue to do my calisthenics. I'm gonna continue to train day in and day out and learn first aid and verbal judo, how to communicate properly, develop my situational awareness consistently every single day so that heaven forbid, God forbid, in case I do see a threat, I can intervene and do it right. I don't look for fights. My uh, Kuya, my older brother, Darby Kalatas, he's um, over in New Jersey. He's my longtime uh, friend. He once told me, there is nothing wrong with being combat ready. There's only a problem if you're looking for a fight. Looking for a fight and being combat ready, they're not synonymous. I don't look for fights, but I love being combat ready. I love knowing that I can protect the people that I care about in my community. What about you? So if you want to really stop Asian hate, stop hashtagging. Stop talking about how scared you are on social media. Stop talking about how bad it is for your, your grandma to walk down the street and do something about it. Be, a, be an image of strength in your community. Get involved in your community. Speak to your local police department. Go into your, these, um, uh, what is it called? These uh, safety patrols that a lot of these groups are doing, which I, by the way, I think is a great thing. But a lot, I saw a safety patrol, uh, on a tangent, a safety patrol that was started in New York City um, by some, Asian Americans who wanted to keep their community safe. It was clear to me that none of these guys could fight. <laughs> okay. I, I, I see what you got kids are doing. I get it. I admire it. I respect it, but don't just be a, a punching bag with a phone to call the police. <laughs> be able to intervene in case you need to. And again, this, this podcast episode might run people the wrong way. I frankly don't care because as a father of two, Filipino American boys, I'm not going to raise them to be victims. I'm not going to raise them to whine about how bad things are. I'm going to raise them to be problem solvers. I'm going to raise them to be strong, to be capable, to be protectors, to be compassionate protectors, loving protectors. And that's what I'm calling upon all my Asian American men to do. All right, guys. So I hope this podcast inspired you. Take care. God bless and be the hero in your life.